Hi, I'm Michelle Vickers. And I'm Christine Beverly. Welcome to the Consciousness Insider. We're going to do something a little different this week. Okay. Yes, we are. Um, Stephanie has sent a number of questions to us about your gifts and your process. I know she's been working with you for a while and across on the phone. So she is super curious and has lots of awesome questions. Okay. So today, (laughs) I feel a little bit on the spot, but okay, let's go with this. So today it's all about you. And awesome. how you work. Okay. So Stephanie, here are the answers to some of your questions. I'll start off with one of them at a time. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So here are um, Stephanie's questions about your gift and your process. Stephanie would first like to understand what do you see when you're connecting with someone's soul? Do you see imagery, energy, or just what is physically in the room around you? When I'm connecting with someone's soul, it's... It's always first through the feeling of the energy, and then I I see things. Sometimes they'll show me images. They'll show me images that pertain to that person so that then I can reiterate them. For example, I was working with a woman who was 78 years old, and she had been molested when she was three years old. She didn't know if it was her uncle or her father. So, you know, I was able to give her an instant answer from her soul, but then they followed it up with very specific details to the room, to what happened exactly down to, you know, the furniture and the colors and the placement so that she understood that this was the truth. So it gave her that, you know, that confidence to, to really feel like, okay, she didn't just pick one. And she, you know, I genuinely knew because her soul was sharing that. So it's basically, um, it's, it's a variety of different things when I'm connecting with the soul. And then there'll be other times where, you know, they're sharing messages. And for me, I remember when I first started communicating, I really wanted it to be all the information so that I could sift it through my brain and make sure it made sense before it came out of my mouth. And clearly that's not how this works. (laughs) Um, it was more like, going across, you know, a pond or a a river, I always see it, and as one rock at a time. And literally, they give me one word, and when I say it, they give me the next word. So now it sounds like a normal conversation, but when I first started, it was very slow because I had to learn how to trust myself, to trust my instincts, and most importantly, I was building my relationship with them. And I was learning how to trust them and what they were saying because as soon as I connected, it was like coming home. I still get goosebumps just thinking about it. It was the first being that I ever connected with. It was literally like, this is what I was made to do. And I knew it. Like it was a full body, I know. But then you still have to learn how to do it, you know? And that's what a lot of people don't give themselves enough time or the ability to do, right? We either pass it off as, oh, that was just a freak accident. Or, you know, I know how to do it and it's great and this is what I do. But you you have to learn, right? It's everything is about learning. And I'm still learning how to improve it all the time. I mean, when I first started, I had only ever seen people lay down with an eye pillow over their heads. And I thought, okay, this is how you get messages. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that I could sit in front of this camera right now and literally have someone write this question weeks ago and I can feel into their energy. You know, as Christine's reading the question, I can feel into their energy and your energy. And then 
I can share that information with you in real time. Like I didn't even know that was possible, but again, that's the learning process. So, okay. Next question. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I love though. I just wanted to point out, I love that you, um, that you just shared that you had to learn how to trust them. It wasn't just about learning how to do what you do. It was learning about trusting them. Just like your clients learn to trust you and we learn to trust ourselves as we cultivate our own awareness of our insight and wisdom in us. 100%. So because, you know, I ran into a lot of not so friendly beings doing this work. And, you know, you have to learn just like in in our human form, you have to learn who you can trust and who you can't. And I had to learn to have confidence in my instincts. And, yes. you know, we talk about instincts a lot on this show, a lot with my clients is following your instincts, but you need to learn how to trust them so you can build them up. And the only way to do that is by trying them out. Right. So really that was a huge part of the process. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Stephanie's next question. Okay. Are you able to do astral projection? Also, have you ever seen your client visually while you're working with them? Yes and yes. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, astral projection, that's the easiest thing in the world to do. Once you become aware of energy, you can read it, you know how it works. Is it fun? Is it engaging? Not really. It's actually kind of boring because we can go and we can see stuff. But for me, what the media's part of what I do is, is helping human beings. You know, I have, we all, we're born with access to all the information in the world. So, you know, as you evolve, you can do all of these things. But if you're going just to get information from someone else or just to watch someone else or something else take place, it's really not that engaging. But when you have the ability to access information because there's a person that's in front of you who will benefit from that and it will change their life in a moment, now now we're talking. Like to me, that's what keeps me going. That's what gets me fired up. So a lot of people come to me with like astral projection and, you know, all of those different, um, there's a whole bunch of different words and people word. What do you call it? Viewing? Oh, uh, yeah. Remote viewing. It's the same kind of thing. So, you know, there's so many people who come to me wanting to be able to do all those things. And the reality is you'll do it naturally as you evolve. But once you evolve, the excitement of that wears off because now you're more evolved and you understand that it's really not that engaging. You're more engaging in helping people and becoming connected with people's souls is way more engaging than any of that stuff. You know what is so powerful about what you just said actually, and I know we've talked about it, but the way you just articulated it is with all of your gifts and abilities, which everyone has and can learn to cultivate in their own way, with all your gifts and abilities, it's really becoming fully aware and conscious of using those gifts and abilities in the way that you were meant to use them to make your impact in the world that you were meant to make. It's the bigger picture. It's not the party tricks of, oh, I can do this and I can do that in a flippant way or a really super cool way for fun. And it does, you know, those are fun. It's not about, you know, flexing those muscles of what you can do and and impact and meaning of why you're here. And the more you go in to your evolution. Yeah that's when you hit that. And all that other surface stuff, it's so not important. Love that. Yeah. What was the second part of that question? I just want to make sure I answered Um, it. Have you ever seen your client visually while you're working with them? Oh, absolutely. But it's not like, 
you here, I see you energetically. So let's say you're working with something, they're going to show me where in your body you're working with it. And, you know, sometimes it's an emotional challenge that you're going through, but they're going to show me where it's hiding, you know, or when we're cleaning out cells and we're, you know, clarifying your DNA so that you're not carrying that energy with you anymore. Once we, we break up with a, an issue that you're working through, um, they absolutely show me your body and you and your physical, but it's not, it's not like hard 3d it's energetic. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Next question from Stephanie. Would you recognize a client that you've worked with based on their soul energy, even if you haven't met in person or seen their picture? Second part, would you or their soul speak up and basically say, Hey, we know each other. So yes and no, because just like I said in the first question, you know, if, if I'm walking down the street, I'm not open anymore. I'm choosing to not be open because there's so many people that are putting out negative stuff and I don't want to pick it up. So to your point, I could, if I remained open, but when we, you know, when we get to that place in the universe where people are evolved enough to not be broadcasting hate and anger and frustration and jealousy and judgment, I absolutely would. But because I'm not open, I'm not going to know you walking down the street. Nope. It's just not going to happen. And it's really cool because I have year long, I mean, I have some clients that I've worked with for years. I've never seen them physically. And sometimes I've seen pictures of them, but I still wouldn't recognize them walking down the street. I'm just not, I'm not visually great anyways. I can see people 20 times and still not know. I can have, you know, even in workshops, I have this deep connection and experience with someone. And if I see them the next day walking down the street, I won't even recognize them. And I feel bad. My mind wants me to feel bad, but the reality is it's who I am and it's how I work and it's what I do. So, yeah. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then when you're going in to see what needs healing in someone, what does it look like to you when you go in? So everyone's different. You know, we all have a different vibration and then what we're dealing with and what you're working on has its own vibration as well. So, um, it, it never looks the same. It's always unique. If let's say, for example, um, I'm working with your nervous system. So what happens is I'll go in and your nervous system will light up. So I'll instantly know, oh, okay, we're working with the nervous system. And then it will show me in what capacity we're working with the nervous system. So, um, you know, someone who's overtaxed, you know, and they're, they're just, they've had so much going on. So the edges of their nervous system are frayed. So it looks like wires that are all curled up, but they're sparking. So, you know, that lets me know, okay, we're working with the nervous system. This is how it works. Uh, and this is, we're going to, you know, so they show me so that I know exactly what I'm doing. You know, if I'm working with someone who has stuff, um, in their womb, you know, a woman and, and she needs to clear out some energy there. Maybe there was damage during childbirth. Maybe she's not able to get pregnant. She keeps having miscarriages, you know, basically what they do is they show me the parts of the body and then they'll show me that it's very black. So that to me means there is not a lot of movement there. That's what they're showing me. Like it's barren in the sense of energy. So it doesn't mean barren that she can't carry children. It means there's no energy there, which means it needs some love and it needs some attention. So it always looks different. 
Yeah. And sometimes I'll see someone's hand and I'm like, okay, tell me about your right hand. I feel like, and they'll show me like it all of a sudden, all my hand will go tight or it will go numb or it will, you know, so I will have the sensation that then I can explain to who I'm working with. Does that all make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. Awesome. And when you're going in to work with uh, someone, do you have a ritual that you'll practice before going in? And then while you're working with them, are you using your hands in any way? Just like I do on the show. (laughs) That's that French Canadian in me. Um, My hands are always moving. And when I'm holding space for someone, it depends. It really depends on what you need. Um, But for the most part, I don't need to do anything. You know, a lot of that is just to help my energy and brain stay focused on. Sometimes I just need to, it depends if it's really intense. Like I've had to hold my hands up um, and for someone's hips, if I'm rebalancing their hips, because Our hips are such an important part and that energy that flows through it. It's all around grounding yourself and being connected with who you are. And if you need a lot of work in that area, I'm going to hold my hands up because it helps me hold it even more, hold the energy. Yeah. So there. And I know uh, with Stephanie's next question, you have mentioned that you don't walk around open. However, I think what she's wondering about here is do you visually see things on the day to day? Would you see auras? Do you see spirits? Do you walk? Do you see energy? So, okay, this is a whole other realm question. So, Mm -hmm. you know, auras are, mm, they're more physical. So there's three levels of energy. There's physical energy, there's soul energy, and there's universal energy. Auras are who we're choosing to be in the moment, Mm. which, you know, that's the reflection. Like I was talking about, you know, a lot of people walk down the street and they have anger or the judgment or they're, you know, that's what you're broadcasting. So your aura is typically the energy you're broadcasting. It's not your soul energy. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. Right? Yeah. So do I see it as I'm walking down the street? I'm choosing not to, but the moment that I'm in connection with someone or I choose to see it because I want to understand more of the dynamic that's going on, you know, I mean, if I'm walking down the street and I'm with my son, who's quite young, um, and someone's yelling or having a, you know, moment, I, I will, I'll feel into that to make sure it's safe for me to continue going or do I need to redirect? Does that make sense? Redirect with your son where you're walking. Yeah, like redirect, do I need to cross the street? Do I need to turn around and go back the other way so I can avoid confrontation, right? So at the end of the day, it's always available. Everything is always available, but I don't need to walk around. But yeah, I see things and, you know, when fairies or other spirits or angels come in, um, absolutely. I feel them first though. I know the moment an energy comes in and then depending on what I'm doing, I'll choose to allow myself to open up and see it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and how about animals? Do you communicate with animals too? And what does that look or sound like? Do your animals pick up on your thoughts or energy without being verbally or physically communicated to them? Such a good question. Yeah. Actually, it's really cool because I don't think that most people realize that any conscious, I can, I communicate with any conscious being, which we're all designed to do. So that's humans. It's, you know, all the souls, uh, all the angels, all the fairies, but it's also all the animals, all the birds, all the plants, every, all the trees, every single thing in existence, rocks, you name it. They have an energy. I've tried communicating with all of them because every single being is fascinating in its own creation. It was created to be that way. And to me, the more we can create or the more 
we can experience and connect with, the more awareness we have and we grow. The only thing that doesn't have an energy is man-made creation. So plastic, um, plastic's got nothing. Um, you know, all those um, synthetic materials, there's, there's no energy to it. It's flat, it's dead. And you know, it's why we go into a room and you can instantly feel if that room is alive or if that room is blah, it's flat and dead, right? Make sense? It does make sense. And with animals, when you're in connection with them, isn't yeah. that also how you learn how something feels or how something works? Like, is that part of how you understand how an animal? I don't works? know what you mean. Well, like when you wanted to, you, you came into connection with a bat. Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Ultimately, it's really cool. Actually, Christine brings up a really good point because as human beings who are souls mm -hmm. first and foremost we're designed to learn through feeling right period we're not designed to learn through reading a book in a classroom that that's not how we're meant to learn you know it it was interesting learning over the past 15 years i i would literally feel an energy come into the room and i'd be like okay what is this um and the first time it happened it i was this, a spider. I was in full connection with a spider and I learned how it felt to have eight legs. And, and it's really cool because up until that point, I had arachnophobia. I couldn't be in the same room with a spider. Like wow. it was just, my skin would creep out. It was just, and then the moment that I was in connection and I saw the, the vastness and the incredible beauty of that creation, mm -hmm. it was a game changer. Yeah. And now I have such an appreciation for them. I can pick them up, I can look at them, I can touch them, it's no big deal. So ultimately that's how we're designed. I, um, I connected with a bat, it, I mean, they just show up and this is how it works. A lot of the time when I'm doing events or workshops, animals will come in, especially if there's someone who has a, an animal who's guiding them. And the bat was so fascinating. It was the first one that really let me know how we're designed to learn as human beings. It just, it completely confirmed that the way we learn in school is not how we're designed. We are designed to learn through experience. And when you experience being in connection with another being, it doesn't matter who it is, you now have an appreciation for them, period. It's like when you're able to deeply connect with another human being, you have a deep connection and deep, you know, you feel them, you know, I mean, I was able to feel what it feels like to use your claws, your toe, like for me, it was like feeling through my toes, but hanging on to hold your weight up. And that's wow. how they sleep. Yeah. And then bats are the only mammal in existence who are fully consciously aware of the blood flowing through their veins. Wow. And the reason they're aware of it is because they can actually direct the flow of blood. If they need to create flying maneuvers, they can direct their blood flow wow. to get them to move even faster or more succinctly. It was fascinating, fascinating. And to feel what it feels like to stretch your wings out and take off, like I know, my, it's the coolest feeling in the world, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> You got really excited about learning those those things. Well, what an it, experience that was. It let me know that 
there's so much more yes. to learn than what our society values education as. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I was like, oh, thank God, because I didn't value the education I had. I wasn't engaged. It wasn't exciting. But the moment I learned like this, I'm like, oh, now you're talking my language, literally, you know, the language of experience and energy. And, you know, that's how most of us are designed. It's amazing how many, how many kids out there are labeled with so many different, what's the word? Um, uh, learning challenges, learning disabilities. No, uh, I don't know. There's a word. Anyways, I can't get it. But there's so many kids with so many labels on them. And the reality is it's simply because they're meant to learn through experience. They're not okay. meant to learn through Like being ADHD told. or ADD, those kinds of labels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She just has a few more questions. Um, awesome. She would love to know if you have a process for healing physical injuries that others could practice as well. So our physical challenges always begin. They're, they're always begin. They, okay. So by the time it gets to the physical... It's because you haven't listened to what your soul has been saying all along. So ultimately, we have challenges in our emotions that become physical ailments. And if you haven't looked at your stuff, your soul has to speak louder and louder and louder until you're going to look at it. Okay. And, you know, it depends on what it is, but really it's about looking at your stuff and, and being able to be open to seeing the truth about yourself and who you're being in each and every day, you know, um, a lot of people wait. They wait until their back's against the wall to do anything to change their life. You know, how many people have heart issues and they're going to wait till they have a stroke or a heart attack before they do anything because they don't want to. If it's manifested as a physical issue, it's because you've been ignoring so many layers of other communication. So how I would say is look at your stuff be willing to see the truth about who you are, even though it makes you uncomfortable because it's that discomfort that's going to allow you to to heal, period. So it's really looking at your stuff in the physical ailment and wondering what is it in me? What stuff in me have I not addressed that's brought this now into the physical manifestation? Is that right? No, because it's not looking at the physical ailment because the ailment, sometimes where it is in your body is going to tell you a lot of information. We're we're not going to go through all of that right now. But at the end of the day, your soul is already telling you. Your soul is giving you opportunities every single day. All you have to do is look at your triggers. So where are you being triggered to feel an emotional reaction? You know, anger, frustration, annoyance, jealousy, judgment, you know, where are you seeing that in your life? That's what you need to look at. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and does the information that you receive come to you like more of a knowing or is it visual or do you hear information or is it a combination? Everything. Yeah. It there's there's no rules. There's no, this is how it comes. Sometimes it's specific words. And I'll say to someone, they're giving me very specific words, which means literally they're like printing it out in bold letters for me to see. Other times they'll show me a feeling and I'll know right away. Yeah. It's, and, and sometimes it's a visual, um, it's always different. And when other beings show up, you know, for me, I know a lot of the beings that I've been working with for so long and they, they just show up and they visually, I mean, I know them energetically, how they feel. It's like when you pick up the phone and you know, whose voice is on the other end, that's exactly how it feels for me when I'm communicating with someone that I know. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. And those were all of Stephanie's questions. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, Stephanie. Those were fantastic. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I really, really relate to anyone who wants to understand how you work or how things work in general. It's Absolutely. just so fascinating. So Absolutely. I love how Stephanie thinks. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Stephanie. If you have questions that you wanted to send in about, about Michelle or how she works, We'd love to receive those, but also if you have a question specifically about your own life and you'd like to hear um, through Michelle from your soul, remember to go to the Consciousness Insider page on the website and fill out the form, submit your question, and hopefully we will sub um, ask that question in one of the upcoming episodes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Bye. Bye now.